The Forum at 8 on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Ten minutes past eight. Hello, Molweni, Sanbonani, Dumelang, Absheni, Ndimacharoni, Jambo, Lumela, Salema Aleikum, Bonjour, Sanu, Oliotia, Moni, Bomdia, Kaula. Today, the continent commemorates Africa Day. On this day in 1963, the Organization of African Unity was founded. Today, we refer to that organization as the African Union. The aim of the day is to celebrate the progress made by the continent to advance democracy, peace, stability and socio-economic development. And this year's theme is building a better Africa and building a better world. With more than 2,000 languages, religious observations and practices, Africa is one of the most diverse continents. And for me, being African is acknowledging that we come from a rich cultural and spiritual heritage. It's about celebrating an identity and a way of life. And what we'd like to know from you is what does Africa mean to you? Well, you think about that and uh, call us and SMS us and tweet us and Facebook us. Enjoy this song, uh, Africa by Salif Keita.
And that's Africa by Salif Keita. Uh, bonjour, bienvenue to our guest this morning, Mike Shamba, author and social commentator from the DRC. Before we welcome the uh, the next guest, Mike, I'd like to find out what Af- uh, what Sa- Salif Keita was singing about in that song. Oh, basically, I can translate uh, the French part where he says, "Africa makes us move. Africa makes us dance. It is our it is in our culture to to eat." to dance and to rejoice. What a beautiful land that we have. What a beautiful accent you have. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) So let's introduce the rest of our guests. We've got Diana Games on the line, CEO of Business Advisory Africa at Work. Good morning, Diana. Thanks for your time. We have Frank Lekaba, researcher at the Human Sciences Research Council, as well as Sinkelile Rubela, author of To the Bitter End. Uh, gent- lady and gentlemen, welcome. Good morning, Sagina. Good morning to your listeners. All right. Uh, Let's get into it. We've been asking our listeners all morning uh, what Africa Day means to them. I'd like to start uh, by asking our guests the very same questions. Uh, We'll start with you, Diana. What does Africa Day mean to you? Well, I I think it's a common cause that we all want a a better Africa. You know, the question really is, is why we're taking so long to get there. And I think this is a day for us to pause and reflect on that. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of positive positivity around today and, and around Africa, and, and that's excellent, and it's a real, that's real progress. But uh, there's, there's many tough issues outstanding, and I really do think we have to ask, um, ask ourselves the tough questions. You know, what, what are our governments doing? What are we doing? Could we be doing more? And what, is, what, what has held us back all this time? Mm. Uh, Frank, do you share that sentiment? Yes, of course, I share the sentiments, Akina, to say Africa Day should be a day where we will be, we will be reflecting as to how have we traveled from, from 1963 to today and how do we intend to move from today to 2063 as the AU has set the agenda for us. To say what has been the, the, the great strides we have made to develop our, the lives of our people, to realize the aspirations of the liberation struggle, and to say what has been the impediment to towards some of the developmental agendas we wish to achieve, but we have not achieved. So it's a day where we'll reflect on all of these things, and we say, how do we then move with the Agenda 2063 to address all of these challenges? All right, Frank, just to uh, remind you, I'm Krivani Pele sitting in oh, for Sakina. Oh. <laughs> uh, no worries, no worries. Uh, uh, time now, 18 minutes past uh, eight. Uh, let's uh, check in now with our next guest, Simpelile Rubela, author of the book uh, uh, To the Bitter End. Welcome to the program. And what does Africa Day mean to you? Thanks very much to you, Sakina, and uh, good morning to you, uh, to your listeners at home. Well, Africa Day to me, uh, as a young person, as an author, uh, it means uh, a day where we reflect on the progress that we've made uh, in, in, in pursuit of actually attaining the goals, uh, or rather uh, 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 the aspirations of the 1963 generation that set uh, and, and, and resolved that as African, we need to unite for our own collective liberation. And a day like this is a day which is meant, which is set aside to basically reflect on how far we've gone and also how much, how far we've gone astray as, as the continent. Because in some areas, we we'll have to agree that in, in fact, we've gone astray, and especially when it comes to 
a reflection of our history when it comes to how we celebrate our history, when it comes to how our history and culture has been distorted and how we have been contaminated by the Western cultures. So today is the day of reflecting and trying to look into uh, the ways in which we can get back to our basics as Africans and celebrate our Africanness. Thank you very much. Uh, and to our guest in studio, Mike, what does Africa Day mean to you? Oh, well, um, I think, or I believe that uh, uh, today should be a day of celebration, first of all, uh, despite of the negatives that uh, we can point out of we've gone astray and all that, but it should be a day whereby we celebrate um, uh, our humanity as African. It's, it is a day that we shall celebrate uh, who we are, our identity, uh, because Africa, first of all, is, uh, um, I call it, I call it um, 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 uh, the mother of the whole world. If you look at science, uh, if you look at um, uh, geology, they're all pointing out to Africa as being the cradle of humankind. You see, so those are the kind of things uh, that, that we need to, to, to look at and, and, and celebrate. If you look at Africa in terms of natural resources, we are very, very rich. So I think it's a day that we need to celebrate who we are, celebrate what God has given us, and look forward and, 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 and actually uh, see how we can better the things that we have in order to have a beautiful continent uh, in the future. Um, I, I believe that today is a day just uh, to, to, to celebrate because I am, I, I am proudly African and um, I would never trade my... Uh, my Africanness for anything else. Um, sometimes I actually get so sad when I see individuals who uh, leave this continent and go um, elsewhere, uh, looking for a better um, uh, uh, or green posture whatsoever and changing their citizenship and then beginning to insult Africa. Um, uh, I look at it as, as, as a form of, uh, of, uh, of, of ignorance. Uh, whereas um, you cannot run away from something that uh, that gave birth to you. Mm. Actually, you need to find a way to make something that gave birth to you better because this is where life is. This is where the Western actually take their resources and, and, and actually better their, um, uh, uh, their country. Why run away and insult something that gave birth to you? So I really think that it's just a perceptive disposition that we need to actually change mm. as Africans and adopt a positive one. Well, Mike, uh, what you're saying has been said for a long time now. I- uh, that you know what you've just said resonates with me because I share the same sentiment as you. But our listeners, you know, from from the tweets that we've been getting, it's 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 a mixed bag. For example, Justice for All writes in and says, besides being failed by leaders in the continent who get to power punch uh, to power to enrich themselves, this is a great day. Sipo um, uh, uh, Mens says, being an African to me is to uphold my ancestral values, principles. And, and beliefs, mostly uh, respecting my Abatembu tribe. Kloni Netanyane says, funny how we remember only once a year that we're African, not black Europeans in Africa. Mm. Um, Ragnar Lothbrok uh, writes in and says, means nothing. To, it's just another day to distract you all from taking your all attention from the real <laughs> issues. Uh, note that American slang mm. in that tweet. Um and, that, and that's kind of the the um, you know the 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 essence we're getting. Uh, Free Dalin Yebo says uh, he's actually sent us a, a piece from uh, the Daily Vox about a, a, a statement made by Lindy Wezulu, um, and says no, it's you know doesn't mean anything given you know how our leaders uh, talk about it. So there's a lot. We're going to read out those SMSs in a short while. But the question I'd like to to pose to all our guests and and perhaps get the discussion rolling. 
now. Um, Diana, you've you've traveled to about 30 countries uh, on the continent. Um, what have you seen? We've got Mike talking about resources. We've got, uh, uh, you know, our other guests talking about a feeling of being Africa, changing the perception, having pride. Share with us uh, about your travels. Well, I think what you see is a very patchy uh, uh, sort of picture uh, where some countries are really moving forward and, and uh, have, have quite strong leadership from the top. I mean, I, I just use the example of Rwanda where I was last week, um, where you know there are political issues going on there, but certainly on the development side, a lot is happening and a lot of templates for, or models for other African countries are being developed there. So, um, and I think in East Africa generally, you've seen quite a progressive attitude towards uh, African, uh, you know, regional integration and uh, development. <clears throat> um, in some, you know, parts of Southern Africa, uh, some countries really let let us down. Um, uh, West Africa, you're starting to, I know the countries are in trouble at the moment, but I have seen a lot of changes in countries like Nigeria and Ghana, where I've been traveling for 20-odd years, uh, even though there's a lot still to be done. And I, I think the pace of development is just too slow. We do have great resources. Um, we have a, a thriving private sector, which is which is effectively marginalized to a large extent by the pan-African sort of powers, African Union, and, and, and there's a lot of talk about central you know, centralizing everything in governments. Um, I, I personally think that's a mistake because I think that uh, we really need partnerships to move things forward. So I, I just think um, I'm hoping that, you know, countries that have succeed um, will be a catalyst for other countries to think that they could and uh, look to see how they could do better. And maybe uh, bit by bit we'll sort of all pull ourselves up and, and have the general rising tide effect. Mm. Uh, to our other guests, I, I want to quickly pick uh, Diana's brain some more because she leaves us I- I- in five minutes. Diana, you wrote a very interesting piece on the mistrust between private sector and, and governments in, in Africa. Uh, the issue apparently, uh, you know, dogging the African development for years. Talk about this mistrust between the two and how it's hindering Africa's progress. Well, it was one of the big issues in Africa is, is resources. And a lot of talk at the African Union and, and between and among governments at the moment is about mobilizing domestic resources. And that is really tapping into um, what we have, to the assets Africa already has, and pulling away from sort of donor dependency and so on. But that does require, firstly, a proactive attitude on the part of government about how to do this and to do it in a way that's transparent and, and uh, et cetera. And I think that, that, that uh, the private sector is playing already playing a large role in job creation, in um, uh, training, uh, skills development, um, and also just uh, uh, building industries and um, and uh, improving people's lives in many ways. And yes, they are making a profit. And that seems to be the dirty word, is that people make a profit. African government seems to not react very well to that. And this is despite the fact that Actually, the more people um, you know invest in Africa, the more money that's being made, the greater the taxes are. You know, and those provide revenues for governments to do good things with. Now, I think that that's a bit of a sticking point. I think we've seen examples in South Africa where mm. tax money is not always being used optimally for development purposes. But nevertheless, it is the private sector that is generating a lot of the revenue that government needs, and and also the kind of partnerships um, that could be developed are have have huge potential, and yet. There is this mistrust, I think a bit on both sides, where, you know, it is actually compromising the success of, 
of that because actually we need all hands on deck in, in Africa. I think there's no argument about that. All Everybody right. needs to play their part. Thank you very much, Diana. We're going to let you go now. Uh, Diana is CEO of Business Advisory Africa uh, at Work. Thank you very much for your time and insight. Let's go straight to the lines. And uh, good morning, Desmond uh, in Imam Zimtoti. Yes, good morning. Good morning. The play, the, the, I, I'm shocked to you tomorrow about your, your surname. <laughs> uh, lovely. I, I, know, I know Africa since I was uh, about 13, about 12 years uh, young, when, I, when we had a geography book. So I, I, I sort of know all, 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 all the, 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 the countries of, 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 of Africa. But I'm celebrating, I'm celebrating Kuvani. Today, why I say Allah, 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 Africa. <laughs> so that's uh, again, please, when you're closing the, 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 this uh, this program, do come, do come back to Kata again and sing Africa. <laughs> Thank you very much. Allah, Allah, Desmond. Thank you very much. Let's go to Bethlehem and say good morning to uh, Tapelo. Thank you. Uh, according to me, I think Africa uh, only means uh, that uh, uh, we must, we must, as African people, be in, in an intensive uh, process of re-educating uh, our people. Because uh, uh, re-educating our people, in particular, with regard to the issue of telling them that it is not nature, it's not God who has put them where they are. It's European colonizers who have put them where they are, and they need not to be emotional with regard to the issue. They must confront issues as they are. And the issue that is really, really important, it is the issue of land. The people must fight back for their land, and they must ensure that their dignity is brought back through economic empowerment. Their leaders are failing them. And the issue of Africa is racial and black in nature. Thank you, Tapelo in Bethlehem. Felix in Nelspreet. Thank you for taking my call. Good morning. What's on your mind? Oh, yes. Actually, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that we Africans, we do not talk as if we are part of Africa. The problem is there is no two ways. Uh, there's no two sides. Either we want to develop Africa or we don't want. The way we are going, we are destroying our land. And people are standing on the sidelines thinking it's not their business. It is everybody's business. Nobody has the right to sit on the fence because there's no place on the fence for anyone to sit. Our leaders are misleading us. And the population or the populace are not doing anything to say, no, we don't want to go this direction. And this is where Africa is going wrong. Except we all rise up, Africa will go down the drain. Felix, thanks uh, for your input. Uh, let's go to Eddie, who's on the line now. Eddie, good morning. Good morning, my friend. Very good. How are you with you? It's good, man. Thank you very much. No, I was talking to one lady speaking with you there. <laughs> That's why I'm blushing. Oh, Swaki <laughs> does get together, give our guests a chuckle. Yes. No, no, I'm saying we need to celebrate as, as Africans. And, but let me tell you, our celebration is... <laughs> It's both has, it has both the positive and negative. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm celebrating Kenya of Jomo Kenyatta, not of his son. I'm celebrating not Swaziland under Muswati. I'm celebrating not Lesotho.
under Msipiti. I'm celebrating North Zimbabwe, whom Mugabe was once a liberator, but now a predator of his own people. Let me tell you, there's one guy in Tanzania, and I'm sure he took from uh, Nyerere, mm. you know, John Makufudi. I want to celebrate that guy. He's the beacon of hope for Africa. I celebrate South Africa of Mandela, of Tambo, of Lutuli. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Eddie, in Woodendall's uh, uh, uh Lovely calls coming in. Mixed sentiment. Uh, let's uh, check in with our guest now, Frank Lecaba, researcher at the Human Sciences Research Council. Frank, you're le- uh, listening to the views of our, of our listeners. They're talking about mistrust, uh, European colonizers, the issue of land, the fact that we haven't fully embraced our Africanness, uh, referring to xenophobic attacks, which should actually be called in, in, I think one of our listeners said an Afrophobic attack. There's no uh, sense of Ubuntu when they should be. Quite a lot. It's 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 just also disheartening to observe that whilst we have political engagement, political discourse, political proclamations, there is no benefit for a lot of people, which then leads to societal unhappiness. And then we've got Eddie who just called in and talked about the different countries, Kenya, Swaziland, Lesotho, Zimbabwe, that used to once have it right, but are now facing challenges. I know it's a big question to you, Frank. <laughs> yeah, Miss uh, Pile, this is the Africa that people come to appreciate and Africa that people come to problematize. I mean, we don't have one Africa. From from the views of the callers, this is not one. This is not one Africa we can imagine of. Africa with xenophobic xenophobic attacks, uh, selfish thinking, leadership, and stuff like that. But the reality is, I like what that caller has said. We don't. We are not in this condition because of our natural circumstances. We have something that has brought us to this far. And I think this is where the role of intellectuals comes in, to say how do we problematize this whole notion of the Africa, so many Africans that have been, Africa that have been defined by our listeners. How do we get to problematize them, and how do we get to give solution to these African, Africa that have been defined by our listeners? The issue is, I think first and foremost we should commend uh, uh, the, the, the AU for coming up with something concrete to something that we can work on to say we'll try to address all of these challenges that our listeners have raised, the Agenda 2063. It's not perfect, it's not, it's not a, a, a list that will realize all of our problems, address all of our problems, but it's something, it's a working uh, an idea that will then say how do we improve it, how do we work on it to make the lives of our people better. And how do we improve our, on on that? I I want I just wanted to respond first to our the CEO who, who left us on on businesses the role of businesses in the continent and stuff like that. Mm. I think we should not be apologetic about the role of the state and business, you know, in in the economy. We 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 have we have now learned that what what close to 1.26 trillion that has is is leaving this continent and it's leaving the continent through multinational companies, privately owned companies who are investing in the continent. So the development of the continent, uh, the lack of development of the continent, is not solely on the failures of the leadership. It's not solely on the failures or, or, or the, the lack of zeal of our people, lack of capacity and stuff like that. All of us who are 
to be blamed for where Africa is. And all of us must therefore on this day celebrate it and, and think critically on how do we then take Africa forward. But when we do this, we should not also be despondent because Africa is better than it was before. South Africa is better than it was 20 years earlier on. But we still can do more. We still can do more and make sure that we develop our society and our people for to live better. Thanks, Frank. Uh, Mike, you're an author, social commentator, particularly in South Africa. I'm looking at the universities, uh, the, the way the students are protesting. I'm looking at uh, issues of service delivery. And then you look at the rest of the continent and the role that young people and the challenge that they've taken up. Uh, as, a, as an author and social commentator and a young person yourself, do you, do you think that the youth have a response are fully taking on the responsibility of issues like democracy um, um human rights corruption african union governance or have they put those issues as- aside to look just at you know the issues affecting them and that's job and uh, uh, uh you know social welfare um i actually think uh we are living in a beautiful uh, moment and era uh, whereby I have noticed uh, quite a whole lot of young people um, taking responsibility in being entrepreneurs. And uh, that shows that there is a progress uh, in the way that they perceive this continent uh, uh, to be and where they want to get it uh, uh, onto. Um, in the past, it used to be all about you go get an education and then after getting your education, go find a job. And that was the mentality. But I've seen young people bridging that gap now saying, I know that I studied this, but I can do one, two, three. This part of what I have studied. So that shows that there is uh, um, uh, an element of thinking uh, uh, in young people and they are taking upon themselves the responsibility to actually uh, uh, um, uh, cultivate uh, this continent and make it better in terms of uh, uh, young people trying to think about what is happening in Ghana, uh, what, what type of business can I do in Ghana, what type of business can I do in the Congo. There's quite a whole lot of uh, um, uh, South African young people who are going to Congo at this moment actually trying to, uh, uh, to find a way that they can engage in terms of business, in terms of uh, uh, um, just exploring the whole continent. So so I actually think um, uh, that Africa at this stage, it, in, it is in an uh, evolving stage. Um, uh, I, I know, I know, uh, we, we, I know that there is a whole, a whole lot of negativities uh, around uh, such as corruption and all that. Uh, but if you look properly, you would see that uh, um, the oldest country that actually got their independence, it's about in the 1960 or somewhere there. So we are still young. We are not yet old. We're still young. Europe has got where they are. Uh, United States has got where they are because of a struggle that gone through for a long period of time so we need to look at africa as an evolving uh, a continent and if we have that perception then i believe that we can actually uh, tap into our resources because um, uh, if we look at it as an evolving one then it means that we are actually uh, uh, in the process of playing a particular and positive role in terms of making it better mm. uh, in the future. Uh, you're quite an optimist mike um, and i'm just trying to play devil's advocate for a moment mm. if 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 you're a student who has spent time studying, has still a student loan to pay off, is struggling to find a job, you know, having to find these different entrepreneurial 
options and traveling to the DRC may not come easy to that particular student, number one. Number two, if they are looking for jobs and they find that they're not getting jobs as a citizen of whatever country, but somebody traveling into the country gets a job that may have been, could have been earmarked for a citizen. These are all this kind of peripheral issues that, you know, people have to deal with, whether you're in South Africa or other parts of, of the continent. It's a dichotomy. And how do we then start to find some kind of middle ground where we understand that if a company brings in an African citizen of another country, uh, you know, into a company, it's probably for for specific reasons that's the reason uh, you know that citizen hasn't gotten got a job but then we start you know is that where our xenophobic tenant so-called xenophobic tendencies come from there's a lot to grapple with uh, um, I, I actually get um, um, what you're saying um, basically uh, it will have first of all to come back to um, the individual uh, to try and study why is it that I am not getting what the other person uh, he's getting um, in terms of um, uh, what you've just cited now. Let's say a person who's coming from outside and then getting a job that was meant for you, but then you are not getting it. You need to ask yourself, what is that person uh, uh, doing or what has that person achieved, which is uh, quite higher than what I have, because I doubt, I doubt that the system would actually just uh, uh, take somebody um, uh, um, just from out because it's just from outside. So there must be a reason why uh, that person is being uh, um, taken in your position. So, but but um, what I love about uh, about what's going on is the fact that I've seen young people, young uh, South African people now, are uh, taking upon themselves to go to school, educate themselves, just like the foreigners who are coming into the country. And making sure that they get the same uh, qualifications. So basically, so basically, I see it in that perspective that we need to first of all ask ourselves why is it that I'm not getting what the South African guy is not? Uh, he's actually getting. Simkelile mm. Khobela, um, uh, author. Uh, let's chat to you now. Is there a disconnect? Do you think between the people of Africa, the history of Africa, and perhaps a vision of where the continent is going? Yes. Definitely, madam. I think there is a bit of disconnect, which can be uh, 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 estimated, of course, to have been influenced by uh, uh, the dominance of the foreign culture, by the dominance of the foreign uh, 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 history, uh, by, of course, uh, as well, the, the distortion of our history, which I've spoken about, because uh, you'll find that... Uh, Let's speak about the generation of the, the, those, the generation of the, the founding generation of the African Union. One of the, the key resolutions they took there was to unite African, Africans in Africa and in the diaspora for their collective liberation. And in that, in that unity was the deeply inculcation of the, of the culture of, of, of unity among Africans, the culture of self-love among Africans, the culture of Ubuntu amongst Africans. And then when you look in the society currently, you'd realize that, of course, with the, the media being part of transporting the foreign cultures with, in, with, uh, to our shores as the country. So we need to, uh, 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 together with the media, together with the social media, together with everybody, uh, all the role players in the society, to reinvent ourselves as African people and define our own African identity. 
because our history is very much important for us to be able to forecast where we must go. We must still remain connected to our past because that past serves as a compass of where we must go as the people of Africa. For instance, if we agree that at some point our, our we have been colonized, and then definitely that as part of our history will then say uh, it means we must fight for our decolonization. And our responsibility as writers, we must also contribute in that process of decolonization of Africa. And I, I want to commend and celebrate many African writers who have contributed, who have made their contribution in what has become uh, known as the intellectual liberation today. A lot of African writers have, have spent their time trying to highlight the ills in the African continent and how the decolonization has played itself out, in particular in erosion of our history, in erosion of our cultures, in, 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 in demotion of mm. our languages. Uh, because you'd see that uh, what dominates now is the, are the foreign languages, the English in particular. So we need to reinvent ourselves and connect back to our culture and connect back to our history so that as we move forward, we do not get lost in the way. Thank you very much for your insight. Quite a lot of callers. I'm going to ask our callers if they could please be brief because we've got a, a host of, of lines to go through. We'll start with Gift in Port Elizabeth. More or Gift? Look, I'm not going to waste time just in, in a minute. And I think I want to concur with Akola, but I want to take another, I want to take another posture in this discussion to say I think in, in celebrating Africa Day, I think my view is that we must start promoting ethical conscious leadership. And again, in addressing that critical issue of ethical leadership, I think we need to, to define the role of Africa's young professionals as the future leaders of Africa. Because to me, this kind of leaders must be a different stroke of paint. They must possess the understanding and firm conviction that their role is not to make eloquent speeches, to pose for cameras, seek adulation, or rewrite history, only to cast themselves as being the central players. I think they must be inspired not by flashy cars, big mansions, and petty public displays of opulence, but rather by the vision Often Africa born anew. And I think that my, that's my posture in celebrating Africa Day today. Thank you very much. Let's go to Kato and Midrand. Good morning. Ndibacheroni. Ndibacheroni. Okay. I, I think very quickly, just I think we need to also start using the synergies of African countries for our economic benefit. When is the next car coming out of Africa? That will be consumed in the next 10 years by 50% of Africans. When is the next cell phone coming out of Africa? Because we seem to consume a lot of Western products. But my parting shot is that we also need to kill racism by starting to have people, uh, white people identify that they are also Africans and their contribution to Africa is very equally important. Thank you. Thank you very much. Our next caller is Mike in Middleburg. Good morning, Mike. Thanks, th- thanks for taking my call, Krivani. Uh, very, very uh, brief. I think uh, we need to reflect at all times, of course, uh, acknowledge the progress that we have made so far, especially in South Africa, since the dawn of democracy. But again, the challenges that we must also take into cognizance. Krivani, uh, if you had time, I would actually invite you to play a song titled Not Gonna Give It Up by the late mm-hmm. Great Tosh. You see, in that song, he laments the institutionalization of looting 
in uh, some parts of the African continent, and that has undermined efforts to eliminate the legacy of colonialism. As he commits himself to fight colonialism, capitalism, and imperialism, he says, let us deinstitutionalize looting in some parts of Africa. Mm-hmm. I thank you. Thank you very much. And to our earlier caller, yes, Ghana has made some cars. So maybe uh, that would be an interesting read for you. Let's go to our next caller, Elliot in Polokwane. Good morning, Elliot. Morning, Lekaim. Ndipilile. Oh, riteng, riteng. I just want to say with our dismay at this point, we must never, ever forget the fact that we are Africans. This is the time that we need to sit down as Africans, embrace one another. We should forget for a minute and start to celebrate what we have as Africans. I have been in Lesotho and the Lisiya. That, that country has been one of the most dominant countries that I've ever made. Although there are some discrepancies in that country, but I think we should, as South Africans, we should to Zimbabweans and Namibia, we should embrace ourselves, take it up upon ourselves to make South Africa and Africa work for us, and we should not depend on other people to make Africa work for us. I think in celebrating Africa Day, let it be our own individual duty to make Africa a better Africa for ourselves. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. Nice sentiment. Let's go to Sipo Mantula. Good morning, Sipo. Molom Africa, greetings, Jambo Sana. My sister, just to say, to add on what uh, Mike was saying, on my compilation, Africa Unite of Bob Mali will be relevant. Mirem Makeba, Aluta Continua. Privan, correct for media, the misnomer of calling this day Africa Day. Look at your history archives. It comes from Africa Freedom Day to Africa Liberation Day. We cannot at this juncture be still saying happy Africa Day. Africa for what? Because there was a liberation process and it is still ongoing. Finally, the, one of the founding fathers of OAUM paralysis has hardly been mentioned. We'll always talk of Nkrumah, Ghana. Even Sobukwe, even Limbede, will always give wrong people credit where it is not due. And hence I say to you, even the day itself, Africa Day, is a misnomer. I still insist, and even for it not being a public holiday in South Africa, in Ethiopia, it's a great indictment. And the history will not only judge us, but it will remind us. We should not always be saying judgment, but it will always be reminding our people about our history that is very rich. And it is very unfair, like I'm saying to you, to still being avoiding for this day to be declared as a public holiday in this country. All right. Thank you very much, Sipo Mantula. Time now, three minutes to nine. Uh, very quickly to all our guests, a 30-second parting shot. Let's start with you, Mike. Well, um, I would just say that let us be optimistic about our continents. Um, let us look um, into the future rather than looking at what is happening at the moment. Uh, let us perceive Africa as an evolving continent, uh, not as a decaying continent. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mike. That was author and social commentator from the DRC, Mike Shamba. Simkeli Lechobela, author of To the Bitter End, your closing shot. Well, uh, my, my, my last words would be to say it, it's very much important uh, for our people to uh, culturally unite. One of the great uh, factors that can be attributed to China's progress today is their cultural liberation. And it's important that as our people, as African people, we unite across cultures, 
and uh, define our united identity as African people and progress as such, so that we don't see the, 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 the prevalence of, of, of xenophobic attacks again and again. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Frank Lekaba, researcher at the Human Rice, uh, Human Sciences Research Council. All right, he's already dropped the line. So from me and the team here on the forum at 8, thank you very much for joining us. We leave you with the song Rise Up, featuring a host of uh, South African and African musos. Yeah, but